Hi, welcome back to Life's Lessons with Lainey. Thank you for returning again for week number three and I'm thanking myself as well. I'm still motivated and I'm still here. Um, I'm hoping that this week will please your ears a little more. I'm trying to get my recording to come out um, slightly louder, but please forgive me because, like I mentioned in the very first week, I am learning on the job and I'm by no means a professional on the old podcasting. Um, so, what has this week brought me? A lot of Kazan, that's for sure. For those of you who listened last week, have any of you had a go at applying Kazan in your life? Did you aim for a little personal growth each day? Maybe you did it at home whilst you were cooking to try and improve the quality of your process of cooking and what it comes out like when you feed your family. Maybe you improved your quality of listening with your partner. I've certainly been practicing that one at home. <laughs> or maybe you tried something out at work where you wanted to just improve little parts of your work every day or with your kids. I'd love to hear what you've had to go out at home. So feel free to send me a message or um, a message through the social media channels. So getting into the podcast world in the past few months, I've become quite addicted to a few different channels, one of which is Oprah's Soul Sessions. Um, I'm not really into reality TV and interviews, but her interviews are very carefully chosen and I really find personally that the content is stuff that I can listen to and that affects me in real life rather than all the theoretical stuff that matters but really in our day-to-day -day life sometimes it's hard to to apply it so she's a big motivation for me so when I feedback um when I share things with you each week, often I get my ideas from things I hear on interviews like that. Um, so with that in mind, the basis of what I would like to talk to you about this week is from an interview that she did with Deepak Chopra. Um, so his, the interview was actually around the topic of how to live longer. And in the interview, he mentioned... Uh, one particular element of five, uh, which was slowing down time. And I thought this was really interesting. Slowing down time. Wouldn't that be amazing? How often do you find yourself saying, oh, it seems like yesterday when I last saw you, when you haven't seen the person in about 10 years. Or, you know, you suddenly realise that your child is a year old. And it feels like they were just born yesterday because the time flies. I certainly would love to slow down time for that reason. Um, he mentions that time, uh, time refers to, sorry, aging refers to the metabolism of time, which I thought was quite an interesting concept. He suggests that we can slow it down by being present and witnessing our own sensations, images, thoughts and feelings. So I thought about this in a bit more depth and I thought, actually, when does time stop for me? And I realised that there's a time when we call the zone where we are focused and we are so immersed in whatever we are doing at that moment that we have no idea what the time is. And we look at our watch and four hours has gone because we have been totally immersed in what we were doing. So for me, I kind of connected these two things together and I thought, well, wouldn't it be great to replicate being in the zone, that feeling, 
more often in other things in life. For me, um, it happens when I'm working on my art, when I'm making something, but it definitely does not happen when I'm cooking because I find cooking very, very difficult actually and usually the output is not so pleasant. So I thought, well, I have to do it anyway. Wouldn't it be good if I could get in the zone and slow down time a little bit and maybe actually enjoy the process a little bit more instead of watching the time and wishing it was over. So I spent some time researching this in a little bit more depth and I have some suggestions, but before I'm going to get onto them, what I realized is the, the idea of this is around meditating and being present in your emotions and in your senses. And it's great to do this in the morning because you can set yourself up for the day and it's very simple and quick to do. However, um, some of us, like myself, don't sleep very well throughout the night and it's very important that if you're going to do this in the morning, you've actually slept. So I'm going to give you a couple of different activities that you might want to try. One of which is setting yourself up a little nighttime routine. And then once you've had your excellent night's sleep for eight or nine hours, ideally, um, then in the morning, I will give you some ideas about how you can set your day up so that you're more present and more grounded so that time does slow down for you, hopefully. According to Deepak Chopra, this is how it works. So thinking of your evening, what do you do before you go to bed? I know if I look back at myself about a year ago, I would be possibly catching up on emails on my phone, the very last thing that I do before I stick my phone under my pillow, still attached to the charger right next to my bed. Um, I might have, prior to that, been downstairs watching a movie or had the TV on in the background. And then I read quite a bit in the press in the last year. I'm sure you've all noticed about how, how much screen time we all have and how detrimental it is to our health. So off the back of that, and you know, reading about what's good for us, um, I've got myself a nighttime routine that I aim to do each day. Sure, some days it slides completely, um, but here we go. So there are a few steps. So step number one, no devices for an hour before bedtime. That means if you're watching, uh, what have we got? If you're watching something like Glee, maybe, on Netflix, or... Um, I don't know, What If is another one that's out at the moment. If you're watching your series, your um, thing on Netflix, make sure you switch it off an hour before you go to bed. Also, plug your phone in in another room. That way it doesn't tempt you to keep checking your emails throughout the night or check, even first thing in the morning. You really don't want to be picking up that phone out of habit before you've even stepped out of bed. So no devices before bedtime for one hour. Plug your phone in in another room to charge. No caffeine after 2 p.m. So I am exploring a new array of flavours for tea now because I really struggle with this one, but no caffeine after 2 p.m. Uh, number three, the bed is now only for sleep and for sex. No movies, no Netflix, no checking your emails. Um, although I will come back to that one because there's something else on here that it's recommended to do just before you sleep in bed and it's not sleep and it's not sex. <laughs> um, number four, four, I think, one. Uh, wear night clothes. So I like to add ones that bring me joy. So a nice silky pair of pyjamas or in winter, a nice, really cosy, fluffy pair of pyjamas. Um, I also decided to start wearing a lovely silk eye mask because for me, the daylight wakes me up at 5am and 
I don't want that. I want to sleep through. Um, I also discovered that silk eye masks are great for anti-wrinkles. Um, but it sets you into the mindset of sleep. If you've got your proper pyjamas, it kind of changes your mindset. So when you get into bed, you're ready to sleep. Um, and then list, uh, maybe you've got a diary next to you or your husband is sitting next to you. So this is the other thing you can do in bed. Um, think about your three little wins of your day. Well, they could be big wins, um, but just three things that you've managed to achieve that day that make you smile. I like to do this by chatting with my husband when he's in. Um, often he works late, so I don't always get that pleasure. Um, otherwise, I've got a little diary that I write momentous things in, things that I want to remember, so I use it for that as well. And aim for eight to nine hours sleep a night, which seems a ridiculous amount, but actually research suggests that our bodies need it. Okay, so once you've done all of those things, hopefully you'll wake up nine hours later and feel revived and ready for the day. Now this is when your, your grounding, your witnessing, your own sensations comes into play. So we call it RPM. Rise, pee and meditate. So meditate means many things to different people. So we'll come to that one in a minute. Rising and peeing, we've just about mastered, well, I've just about mastered after 36 years. I still struggle with rising sometimes, but when I've had my nine hours, not a problem. Uh, for me, before I get to the meditate part, I get up, I pee, and sometimes I do a little bit of yoga just to move my body around, because when we meditate, we want to sit and we don't want to fall asleep again. Um, we want to be able to sit and be calm and present with ourselves. So, what does meditation mean to you? When I first learned about meditation, I really struggled actually because every time I would fall asleep, um, if I was meditating on my own, I would become really distracted and frustrated with myself for becoming distracted and I was in this kind of very negative cycle and I would just want to give up. Um, I discovered a guided meditation, which I used to go to once a week, which was great because you sit there and usually I didn't fall asleep. Uh, but you have somebody guiding you and talking you through a story and you kind of sit there and imagine it and this is it. It's very simple. I think often we can read about meditation and it involves so many steps that it becomes really, really complicated. And I'm not into that kind of meditation, certainly not yet in my life because I struggle to remember the basics. So I'm going to present you with the basics uh, to help you be in the zone and to be present throughout your day. So for me, it starts off with a feeling of being grounded and connected to myself. So I sit down. Sometimes I sit back on the bed. Some people have a special cushion. Um, sometimes actually people stand in the shower and do this as well. So wherever you are, you stand or you sit down and you go through each sense and what comes into your mind. So for example, if the rain is pouring down outside the window and bashing against the window, I will say to myself, I can hear the rain as it hits the ground. I can hear it bashing against the window and the type of sound. Um, maybe I can hear other sounds of people in the house around me, or I can hear the baby crying. Um, I say all this in my head to myself, being aware of everything, without thinking about, oh, that's a lovely sound. Oh, that sounds really annoying. I'm literally just mentioning that it is present. There is a sound there. Um, it can be difficult when you have things that you want to put a judgment onto but you, that's okay because you're human so you just let the judgments go and then you come back to what you're doing and remind yourself what you're doing basically you go through this process 
for each of your senses, for, for hearing, for touch, for sight, for taste and for smell. Um, and you might need to remind yourself to come back and be present if you get distracted, but that's all absolutely fine because we are human. Um, the important thing is to accept all these things and like I mentioned before, not to pass the judgment on them. Uh, but you're human, so if you do, that's fine. Just come back to where you were. Um, what I find when I do this is that I the time has stopped. Actually, if I was feeling a bit stressed or a bit emotional about something in one way or another, actually this makes me forget all about my emotions. They kind of go out of the window, which is really nice because I think I spend most of my day run by my emotions in one way or another. Um, and I feel a lot more calm and energized after I've done this little grounding meditation. What I have started doing, if I'm feeling stressed while I'm cooking, for example, is I come back and I do this just for a moment. Maybe I'm looking out the kitchen window while I'm washing something. And all of a sudden, I'm it's like my reset button has been set. And I'm more present and I'm witnessing my emotions not being run by them. Um, and this is the, the concept of slowing down time that Deepak Chopra was speaking about. Um, so for me, I am practicing this more and more. And I'm hoping that with more practice, I'll be able to be more immersed in the activities I'm doing um, and maybe enjoy them more as a result rather than feeling the fear um, and the challenge. Um, so something that's come out of this for me, which is useful from last week's, is that if I do my little reflection at the end of the day, to look at the areas of growth, I'm noticing that the challenges I mentioned, like cooking, I am actually starting to find little moments of joy within, whereas before I definitely overlooked the moments of joy because I found them very stressful and I had quite a lot of fear, for example, in my cooking. Um, so it'd be really interesting to hear if any of you have a go at this one and what it changes for you each day. I'm not sure how the slowing down of time will be present when I do this. I need to have a go at this every day more and more. Um, and who knows, maybe I'll feel more youthful and energized by the end of it. Um, this is supposed to be what it does, so I'm willing to give it a go. <laughs> um, I have noticed that if I slow down little things and I'm more present with them, for example, when I'm writing a note for somebody, my handwriting improves because I'm thinking about how I'm holding the pen. Can I actually read what is coming out on the paper? If I've got a really nice fountain pen, I have a thing for fountain pens, um, then I notice how it feels, actually. I'm not rushing it. I'm really noticing how it feels. So again, this is the grounding meditation in little things throughout my day that I've noticed. Um, so I'm not going to give you any more examples today, but you can kind of get the idea. You can do it once in the morning, and the more you do it, the more little moments throughout your day um, it helps you with. And it just becomes a habit rather than... Um, something that you have to be conscious of. Um, and hopefully by the end, when you've done it for a while and it's become a habit, you'll realise that you're actually saving time for yourself long-term because you're not rushing, you're not making mistakes. Um, you're saving time. Uh, and hopefully it'll bring you more joyful moments because you're taking time and you're actually able to notice those joyful moments before they pass and become lost in all the other emotions. Um Let's see how this affects you. Perhaps you'll try the sleep routine. Um, I love this ritual, even without the morning meditation, actually. 
Um, or perhaps you sleep really well and you want to go straight to having a go at the grounding meditation. Maybe you do this already. So actually, it'd be lovely to hear what works for you because this is all about sharing and helping each other grow and just chatting and having a bit of a community. Um, for me, the grounding meditation is great. And actually, I do it throughout the day. If I don't have time in the morning, I love doing it in the shower because I love the sound of the water and the feeling of the water. Um, sometimes if I'm in the car and I'm stuck in traffic, it's difficult when you're stressed to remind yourself to do it. But if you can remember to do it in those moments, like, you know, everyone's beeping, it's crazy traffic, you're in southeast London trying to get to work, which is five minutes away and it takes you an hour. Um, actually, if you can take a moment to just be present and witness your senses, then it really calms you down and your day can change as a result. Um, so, yeah, so good luck having a go at these. Um, make sure you share how it goes for you. And if you've tried any other meditations, I'd love to hear about them. Um, just to remind you um, that I am just a regular mum working from home, a wife, and I am not a professional podcaster in any way. And I am just sharing what I read in my daily life, what I listen to, the little nuggets that interest me. Um, to see if they interest you too. And any of the topics are things that I've just chosen for that reason. But if you have any topics that you would like to hear about, then by all means, please send me a message and we'll see if we can include them. Okay, until next week, namaste.